Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and with me today are... Jake! Chris. And Ames. And we are here today for episode 47! Woo! And we're going to talk about the classic animated series episodes, The Eye of the Beholder, The Jihad, and The Pirates of Orion, or Orion, as they insisted on saying over and over again. They're like Chris. They don't know how to say it. I no longer feel bad about the fact that I would say Orion, because at least I was saying the middle letters properly. Yeah, he actually said, like, Jesus, they they know even less well how to say the word Orion. I was like, that's correct. In the eye of the beholder, Enterprise crew find a uh, empty ship, and they're like, "Let's go explore it." And uh, they find a, a message left by the people who previously inhabited said ship, which is becoming a theme in this series. And they're like, oh, "We sent a landing party, and they're gone. We're gonna go see what happens." But be warned that, and the message cuts off. So no, no, no. He Kirk Kirk turns it off. Oh, recording. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Worst yes. captain. So what you're yeah. saying is Kirk's a fucking idiot. Yep. All right. Well, news at 11. So Kirk, apparently neither forewarned nor forearmed, while berating the captain of that little tiny dinghy for not following procedure, decides that he's going to beam down to this planet. He and Spock and McCoy beam down. Uh, they're wandering through the, the landscape. There's like a dragon fight, which looks like it's really small. But then it's enormous and lands on dock. And even though really he should have been probably dead... Yeah. They're yeah. able to dig him out. He's like, nope, feeling great. Not every day you get squashed by a dinosaur. Ha <laughs> ha. I say, I say. So eventually they're captured by, I don't even know, like Horda slash squiddy, rapey tentacle monsters. Slug face. Sluggies. They were yeah. like sluggies. They were like slug offense. They were like elephant trunks. Yeah, they were like elephants. Tactile, like with... Finger, but no like thumbs. Digits. No thumbs. So I liked with them that. actually. I thought they, they were, were very cute. cute. I liked them too. And they were bright pink. But they were snuck up upon by these giant slug monsters, which, as Chris pointed out, like how the fuck did they even sneak up on them? Well, they don't. And they don't leave footprints because they don't have feet, so they, I, didn't, they didn't make noise. And I, yeah, I suggested they were probably just but very quiet. Huge. Yeah, but if you're facing the wrong direction, it doesn't matter how big a but thing. But they is. were all facing like they were in a ring, so each of them could see over the other one's shoulder. We can discuss this when we get to the episode. Anyway, they're captured by Snuffleugaguses <laughs> and carried away into a zoo where they become the exhibit, which is also not an unfamiliar piece of territory for us to be wandering into. I'd go to that zoo. Yeah, I would too. It's uh, almost well, a menagerie. <laughs> they were in a cage. Man, remember those episodes? Those were good episodes. <laughs> yeah. At any rate, they get to the zoo, and uh, oh, the guy, the people who uh, went down to go after the original landing party are there. They're still alive. One of them is sick. Spock, using his... You know, he's super in tune with his feelings for someone that has no feelings. I can sense that they are... Yeah, okay. He figures out that they're telepaths, and he also figures out that if they think really hard about something, that these sluggalophaguses will try to give them what they want. 
they test this out when uh, Doc needs his med kit to help the woman who the, the third member of the crew who has fallen ill and then they're like I bet we can escape with this brilliant plan so they get them to hand over the communicator Kirk tries to get beamed up but a little slugalophagus steals the communicator he gets beamed up he and Scotty go on some wacky intergalactic hijinks oh man and then return to the planet and save the day so happy uh, Kirk and crew beam back up. Slugalophagus is back with his parents. Oh, and sorry, lest I forget, Kirk gives us some absolutely fucking fantastic acting uh, when the Slugalophaguses invade his mind because they think so quickly that if he doesn't have a mind shield up against them at all times, it will drive him insane! So that was great. Uh, and by great, I mean, it was all right. Uh, I didn't hate it. Then we've got the Jihad, and uh, Kirk and Spock are mysteriously summoned uh, to a, a group of... Basically, it's um, Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> but there's five of them, and most of them are weird... Or six of them, and most of them are weird-ass aliens. So T'Char is like, I am the prince of this land, and our special prize from a tricks box was stolen. <clears throat> It's a, it's a holy relic, and we need it back, and I'm, you guys are going to help us. Many have tried. None have succeeded. So, Char, uh, who is a big yellow bird monster, along with Sword, who uh, sort of reminded me like of a Gorn, except um, a little more um, well-spoken. and Better animated, too. Yes. <laughs> and M3 Green, who very blatantly is like, I'm a big pussy. And very poorly animated. <laughs> yeah, Except bad. his supposed cowardice never really came into play. Oh, so. boy. He was a wet blanket. Though. Yes, but he never, like... No, he tried to give up. There was a time where he tries to give up. That was not even afraid. He was just sleepy. Yeah, anyway, he, sorry. He don't shit. me the rest of the way. Yeah, so anyway, he was a little bitch. And then uh, also we have Lara, not Croft, but... Uh, close, Sherma- though. Yeah, close. Who reminded me a little bit of Layla from, uh, or Leela, rather, from Doctor Who. What with mm. the, the barbarian get up there. I want to yeah. fuck you, Kirk. Yeah, dude, she was thirsty as shit. And Kirk was intimidated by a woman who was unafraid to say it. Yeah, no, no boners today. Anyway, they go on an epic quest to find the... Ocarina and rescue the, the princess. Yes, and they along the way there are volcanoes erupting constantly. There are sinkholes bigger than the fucking one in front of Marilego that time. And they eventually are able to. Oh, there are pterodactyls and it's always the same pterodactyls. Dragons. Yeah, it's, the same, it's the same. Well, it was the same. Monster. It was the same sound effect and the same visual. Well, we've seen yes, but we've seen two different distinct types of pterodactyls. But this was a repeat of a previous pterodactyl. But they were supposed to be robots. Yeah, well, that's... For some reason. So they, so they could kill them without getting in trouble. Right. Probably. So that it could be clear that there wasn't light... There, there weren't life Right, because that was the big thing, is there's no life on this Yeah, those planet, cat so. monsters are geniuses. They would know if there was life. They were the oldest species or some nonsense. Oldest spacefaring, yeah. Uh, so, uh, at any rate, they finally get to the... It looked like a fucking circus tent <laughs> where the holy relic is being stored. And they're like, you know, it occurs to me, Spock probably, this wasn't that difficult. How did everybody keep dying? There must be a traitor from within. And I had said, like, earlier on in the episode, you know, blank 
is definitely going to turn bad at the end of this episode. We won't get into that yet. We'll talk about it later. Or will we? I don't know. At any rate, they find the Holy Relic. They find out who the baddie is. And they they take the the bad guy to justice while also recapturing the Holy Relic and restoring peace to the galaxy. Everything's great. In the Pirates of Orion... The start. The Enterprise has an outbreak of I don't know super herpes or something. Kirk. Everybody, all the people on board are totally okay because they were inoculated, I guess. Because by the 23rd century, the anti-vax movement has thankfully died out. Uh, but I think it was just that it's the disease isn't harmful to humans. Okay. Then why did they bother mentioning it? I don't know. Spock is anti-vax. That's, fucking, that's the moral of the story. Fucking Spock bitch. has copper-based blood. Yeah, so... yeah, so uh, That was kind of cool, actually. Choreocytosis. Am I saying that right? Probably. Thank you. Uh, so I thought it, it sounded like he was saying curiositis when he said it on the show. Curi- so maybe it's well, curiositosis? Well, at any rate, uh, Spock gets the sickness and... Down with the sickness. Can anybody do that sound that they make in I'm that song? I'm not gonna song? try and make an ass of myself. Do it. No, you go ahead. I'm no. not familiar with the song, so. What? You don't know that you song? Never heard Down with a Sickness? I mean, probably, but not an often enough to know what the hell you're talking oh, about. Oh, man. Sound. Well, anyways, so. Apparently, only like the leader of the band can make the sound. No, that's disturbed. disturbed. Not disturbed. I knew it was stained, one. Stained did outside, and it's been a while. Yeah. Anyway, the point is Spock is struck down with chlamydiosis here. <laughs> and, uh,. <laughs> It's still Kirk. Hanging uh, ball syndrome. Oh, no. And uh, basically, uh, you know, Doc is like, well, what's going to basically happen is uh, we can treat him, but uh, after two days, the treatment's not going to be effective anymore. He's going to get really tired and die. Kirk's like, oh, fuck. Well, um, we could go to this planet that's four days away and kind of get some of the, the drug that'll make it better. And he's like, but he won't live long enough. And then Kirk, this great leader, this fantastic mastermind of brilliance, is like, fuck, what do we do? And Doc's like, um, we just do a rendezvous. And Kirk's like, oh, yeah. Like a, like a romantic rendezvous? Like a, he was hoping. Yeah. McCoy knows all about rendezvous. We're going to go meet that savagey looking lady from the... Last episode? They decide to have a rendezvous, and that's going to happen, but the ship that has the medicine that's going to meet them is um, boarded, and all their shit gets stolen by the Orions, or the Orions, and Kirk is like, well, we got to make a deal, because I have to save my boyfriend. So, as you guys might remember, the Orions, of course, were key players in the Journey to Babel, the incident of, uh, what the fuck was that planet? Corden. Corden, thank you. And their women love being degraded. Well, who oh god, doesn't? that's right. But their women are green and they are some kind of blue. Yeah, they were like weird like green. transformer people. Yeah. They were weird. Shitty 80s cartoon-esque. So they were ahead of the time of their times. At any rate, Kirk's like, listen, I know that you stole this shit because I followed your chemtrails back to your <laughs> back to your ship. Wow, this so, episode is really anti-vax chemtrails. Where's the flat earth going to fit into this? I'm wearing a tinfoil hat. Everything's good. So they follow the trail back to them and they're like, yo, listen, I know that you're a neutral organization and I'm just going to pretend none of this happened if you hand over the drugs. You can even keep the dilithium crystals you stole. I'll I'm not trying to suck my own cock here, but uh, <laughs> I'll give you extra uh, by the yeah. time this episode airs, he'll have been fired and everyone will have forgotten. Did you hear his wife left him? His <laughs> <laughs> like pregnant wife. Nine months. Like what? Yeah. I missed this. Yeah, well. This right. kid is not growing a, up in a world with this man. Couldn't have happened to a bigger douchebag. He's gonna have to learn how to suck his own cock now. Yeah. 
Sorry, that's degrading to women. Yeah, he'll just move on someone like a bitch. That sounds right. Listen, that's how they do that's, things. That's just locker room talk, it's, Jake. It's when when you're famous, they let you do it. I mean, I'm not trying to say wow. all men, but basically all men. You know, as someone who's famous room, anyway. from this podcast, let me tell you. <laughs> 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 we let you kiss them. <laughs> I just start kissing them right away. Uh, it will be funny if he's fired by the time this goes live. I know, and now I'm mm. actually banking on it. So at any rate... Um, they try to, the Orions are like, sure, we'll take some extra dilithium, you can have the medicine, but then they're like, secretly, let's fuck them over. And they don't, and I don't remember why. Because they couldn't commit suicide like they wanted to, oh, because yeah, all Orions want to commit suicide if you at all fail, times. If you fail in your pirating mission, oh, you, gotta you have commit to commit suicide. suicide. Right, because Kirk like, beams them up, right? Yeah, Kirk, Scotty, like, Scotty beams the dilithium out of his little backpack, and, then uh, they and, and inerts it. So... So they get the drugs, the Orions don't get to commit suicide, which is their favorite thing. Favorite. Second favorite. Success is their favorite. <laughs> yes. Suicide, their second favorite. Success, favorite, a nice flan is number three. Success, suicide, flan? They also have like a yeah. suicide pill in case like all else fails. They do. Yeah. They had well, they, they did. took it from them. Yeah. I know, I know. So, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, good, that they, it's good that they had that info. So anyways, the... Um, the day is saved. Spock sh- shockingly doesn't die, and uh... and then McCoy has to be racist at the end. But we'll get to that. Yeah, we will. Well, Spock's a little racist too. There's a legend of yeah, racism right. to go around. Yeah, Vulcans are pretty racist. A bit they racist were like sometimes. The joke, in case you haven't watched the episode, that's racist is is um, McCoy's like, man, I really hate those Orien towels. Jake is fired again. <laughs> <laughs> How many uh, times can we fire Jake before he'll stop coming back? Because it's Oriental. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like Oriental. It's true. Uh, so, Eye of the Beholder. The I don't understand why it was called that. Because this episode was garbage, and every episode of this series is garbage. <laughs> yeah, they're really... I said this right before we started recording, but I'm... I mean, we... I don't know when you two watched these, but me and Caitlin watched these this morning. Yeah, we watched them I was too. already having trouble differentiating them from the garbage we've watched in weeks past. It's just starting to mash together into a huge, poorly animated blur of suck. A chop suey, if Ooh, you will. Sounds delicious. To actually seriously answer your question, Ames, it's because... I mean, it's, it's a forced reason to use it, but because to the slug monsters, the humans are simplistic animals. Just as to us, you know, simplistic animals are simplistic. But to us, we think we're terribly clever. Mm. But the slugs are like, <laughs> you are but children to us. I did like when they laughed. When they just oh, kind of like, they kind of jiggle, jiggle like a jello mold. Yeah, no, they're they're great. Shake, Them, shake, their kid, shake, like, shake, 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 I want shake a like whole... A Hey, I want a whole spin-off series that reveals that, like, sometime between Star Trek VI and the events that lead to his cameo in TNG, Scotty went back to that <gasps> planet and started palling around with that squid with the monster, and they had yeah. adventures. They were actually a really cute couple, and I enjoyed them very much. Like, like I, I can just, only assume they banged. Yo, it's the like slugs. Babies. Yeah, but in, they, but in their years, which well, could be, true. like, centuries in our years, we don't Even know. Even Spock hasn't figured that out. They can't measure how long it takes for that... They, they, well, they have. Well, it's not rotated. It's it's the whole revolution. You have to see over time where it has gone, and they've only found it now. Free roaming planet. It doesn't have a star. I mean, I'm pretty sure like NASA today can calculate the time of like exoplanets. Yeah, but you have to see how fast it's going. You got to be able to. Yeah, you sit there and watch it for. 
20 minutes. Although, you're like, okay, that's how fast it goes. Although, being fair, I wow. actually... Uh, Jake's I, a scientist, Amy. He's yeah. a, totally a scientist. Let me tell you. I did see uh, a headline the other day. I didn't get a chance to read the article, but apparently we still don't know how long a day is on Saturn for some reason. Possibly because Saturn doesn't rotate. I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Uh, like um, you can't see through the clouds. Yeah. You can't see the forest for the trees. But yeah, no, a better series totally would have been The Adventures of Mr. Scott and Baby Slug Monster. They could, like... Because the, the 1970s, I feel like detective shows really big. They could have been space detectives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Jab, like Jabberjaw and... Yeah, yeah, they could have been the whole Hanna-Barbera thing. Scooby-Doo and... It's like, I'm Montgomery Scott and this is my sidekick in otherworldly horror. Slugworth. And for some reason, he could, the, the two of them can communicate. Really well. Like they, they had a conversation, and you can tell, like, Scott says, well, I told him this. And then when they talk to the, the slug thing about something else, Scott says, oh, well, he didn't tell me that. Uh, I just it's like, think, because you guys are biffles, well, and it's because adorable. It's not that they were speaking too fast. It's that they, they speak Scottish. <laughs> Have you ever seen, like, an actual Scottish person speak? They're, they're incomprehensible. <laughs> we're so sorry to... It's better than the Welsh. Slightly. Yikes. We're also sorry to the Welsh now. Maybe because it was a young one, it it could it's thought slower and was therefore you could converse with it without crying. It was like a baby. Ah. Like humans are babies. Yeah, he was also more mentally pliable. That's interesting. That's actually really good. They convinced also Scott was drunk, so (laughs) (laughs) he was. He's well, he'd be extra no slowed down, though. So. I do appreciate, though, that the day was saved by Baby Slug and Scotty. And like you yes. said, you know, Scotty just shows up like it's the most matter-of-fact thing in the world. Like, right, I fixed everything. You're fucking welcome. Also, how did they fit the Slug Baby in the turbo lift? Because <laughs> they squeeze it in there. <laughs> They're probably not a skeleton. I thought it was crazy how, um... Or, not crazy, I just thought it was interesting how they had... Kirk fight that weird giant monster guy in the castle. Wrong episode. You think of the menagerie again? Fuck. Yeah, that's gonna keep. I happening. keep mixing these up. Yeah. Because they're the same. No, but remember when there was that woman there that like was trying really hard to convince Kirk that it was a good idea to stay, yeah. that they have everything they wanted, that's right? right? That's either the menagerie or the jihad. But she turned out to be really homely because she had been like. Oh, definitely. Put together, then. She'd been repaired by aliens. That cat lady was pretty hideoso. Oh, I meant the stalker lady. Oh, yeah. The one with she that was hot. She had great eyebrows. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. That bitch was on fleet. Okay, let's not move on to the jihad yet. Are you sure? Because <laughs> I don't remember. Let's see what there are anything. <laughs> is there anything useful in my notes? I mean, uh, the, well, the, sorry, go on. I mean, the, the dragons from Infinite Vulcan were back. Yeah. We'll see them again in the jihad because yeah. they didn't want to use new animation. They couldn't even recolor them. Nope. And the Lactrons were specifically designed so that they wouldn't have to do much uh, animation. So, you know, they're telepathic, so they don't have to do mouths. mouths, And they don't have legs, so they don't have to make them walk. Having said that, they put a lot of effort into their eyes. They had very expressive eyes. They were just huge. I don't know if there was a lot of They moved around a lot. Yeah, but the pupils move around. That's easy. That's easy animation. Eh, fair. I, I, I guess maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like I remember the lids kind of doing shit. Well, it's because one of them did some serious side eye that did. one time. That Chris liked. They them. were great. The slugs were great. Yeah, I liked them. They're a serious highlight for sure. I would love living in their zoo. It looked like the people from the other ship that was that they found that was abandoned or whatever. Because let's all beam down to a planet, and I have no idea how they'd beam back up. It's but so they just resign themselves. Like, we live here now. This is how life is. It's this okay. Is well, well, I mean, their their commander, you know, was was British. Like, well, 
Keep calm and carry on then. Well, right, they tried to escape at least a dozen different ways, guys. Obviously. Yeah, they tried the force field. The, 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 so whatever happened to the chick that was sick? She the, was fine, I guess. We never saw her again. McCoy mm. waved his whoop-whoop machine over her, and she was all right. whooped her? I love it. Hot. He's like, I can't fucking tell what's wrong with her without my tricorder. And I was like, yeah, that's because you're basically a fucking fast food serviceman. That's why. You don't actually like... I'm, I'm saying... He well, doesn't. He, he doesn't he know ha- how to doctor. He, he really does. He has that crisis in the uh, in the Spock episode. Yeah, he does. He's like, oh, actually- I'm nothing without my medicines and yeah, technology. Yeah, you literally are nothing. You literally were given like you you do the woo 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 woo. It tells you what to do, and then you have a hypo that does it. That's it. What is what else have you done lately? I'm saying connected it's got some bedside manner though. Yeah, no, and he wasted Sometimes. it on Spock. He did do, I mean, for all that we joke, I know, he the did brain do, surgery, not, not even that, very complicated surgery that he didn't need a brain helmet to teach him that time in Journey to Babel. Oh, that one. That, that was yeah, very that was delicate a, surgery. That was a good one. That was McCoy at his that best. He, yeah, that he genuinely knew. Again, he did not need a magic alien machine to tell him how to do it. And he did it while the ship was getting bucked around by fucking... Bullshit. And you know what it, stupid thing McCoy did this episode? So they find they find some they find some they find some water and he, and he drinks it. Yeah, and, yeah. And Spock says, "Well, let me test it first. Oh, it looks it looks too pure to be normal water." And McCoy says, "It tastes fine." Yeah, <laughs> McCoy, don't drink that. Seriously, that is some Prometheus level bad science right there. <laughs> I wonder what this is. Let me drink it. It, it could be gin. I don't know. <laughs> That's what he was hoping. What, what you didn't see, Chris, is when the dinosaur was falling over, McCoy just ran straight in the direction that it was falling. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, how the fuck is he not dead? That yeah. tail alone must have weighed half a ton. They couldn't even lift it. So right, yeah. but he was fi- like he was fine. He had to wiggle his legs a little. Even with Spock, whose strength is five times that of a human or whatever. I, and how, I'm like you said, Caitlin, like, they'd been on the other side of a big stone wall. How was Doc suddenly able to be landed on it by, like you said, Jake, he had to have just run. Yeah. And the dinosaur also grew from being roughly their height to being the size of a skyscraper. So I'm thinking that when they shot it with... The, the phaser, it knocked it out, but it also made it gigantic. Yeah. Like a, like a puffer fish level reaction situation, like when it feels threatened, it just and That's why gigantic. it was light enough that it didn't kill Doc. It exactly, was because air. what happened was its atoms just spread yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it weighed happens. the same. And what happened but, uh, down with the dino, they say, is it grew three sizes that day or whatever. And that's why, exactly. And that's why mm-hmm. it got McCoy, Shaking because it wasn't there at first, but then, yeah, so that's... Yeah. Solved it. Everything also, was Kirk miraculously knew its weak point somehow. The neck? Yeah. Whatever. Aim He's played neck. video games. The jowls. <laughs> yeah, the, aim for the big glowy bit on its stomach. <laughs> I was just thinking that way we were playing. I was like, see that part that has a red circle around it? That's where we gotta go. That's it. <laughs> so, like, this little this little ship they were looking for, right? This little science vessel. Crew of six. Mm-hmm. Not very efficient, you got to imagine. Like, were these just the biggest idiots in Starfleet? And they were like, just send them off to fucking get killed. I don't know. Finney wasn't there. Because <laughs> uh. he was too busy being in space jail. Mm. Otherwise, he might have been. Mm. Didn't even have a proper captain. They had a lieutenant commander. Are we sure this wasn't just a shuttle that was jettisoned? <laughs> like, did they just get lucky? Yeah. Well, we were all hanging out in the ion pod that one time. <laughs> Orgy God. in the ion pod. Oh, Can I just point out, though, that each of these episodes this week, it really does seem to me like they have about 10 minutes worth of story and 15 minutes worth of bullshit filler. 
because all of there's a lot of like journey from A to B bullshit going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Let the dinosaur land on you kind of like, stuff. It's amazing. Even with only 25 minutes to work with, they're managing to pad. Yeah, there's so much padding. Well, and even in this first episode, they kind of like go through a bunch of different types of landscape and they're like, this is fucking weird. It's like it's it's like it's like the pattern is that it's fucking random. And it doesn't make you any know, fucking sense. And I'll tell you why it doesn't make any sense. Because they get to the zoo... Which is an enclosed area. Yep. Why were there so many loose zoo animals outside the zoo? Maybe they have a T Rex. Maybe no, that's, their, that's their reservation. Dun, 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 they have a dun, big reservation. Dun, 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 dun. Jake is here. They spared no expense. You know what so bothers me about that movie every fucking time? That they spared a lot of expense. No, no, no. Literally, there's a line when the fucking. The, the power is down, the T-Rex is tearing apart its cage, and somebody opens a door and gets out, and fucking Joe Australian McShorts... Cle- McClever Girl? Whatever his name is. He's like, how many times do I have to tell you to put locks on the doors? How many fucking times does he need to tell them? Ames, you had a point? I don't think I had a point. You were starting to say something. Oh, God, if I was, Sorry, it was Ames. long ago, all I right. forgot what it was. All right, all right. Jihad! Oh, my God. Oh, I hated the jihad. If only, like, ISIS and Al-Qaeda waged this kind of jihad. A super incompetent one that's exactly. easy to take down? We would, they, the, the, the war on terror would be over. I love how you said that. Like, that was the stupidest possible reason why that would be a good idea. No, no. I'm thinking of how stupid this episode was. And that's what's it influencing my tone. Yeah. It was stupid. Before we start, though... The weird cat people, who apparently are like the wise old race we've never heard of before and we'll never hear of again. And there's so many cat people on the show. Yeah. What did the fucking animators have with cats? There was cats some fucking weird ass bestiality bullshit going on Maybe in the show. Just furries. What I love though they to be. is they can you know they seem to have a fairly advanced kids normal love cats. True. They have a fairly advanced normal language, but all of their technology is activated by a primal roar. Yeah, it's like the normal voices. <laughs> now the TV is on. It's like the clap on, except it's... The know, fucking... But seriously, why are there no, like, you know, human-scale bipedal dog aliens? It's always cats. Well, dogs I see are... a lot of lizards and birds, though. Dogs are dumb. Yeah. And there are those plant ones. Yeah. But yeah, no dogs. Like plants dogs. are dumber than dogs, probably. <laughs> Barely. Like the four, I'm the six-legged jackass lockpick guy. I'm so scared. <laughs> he was like a caterpillar or some yeah, shit. Yeah, some <laughs> weird old monster. And I guess, you know, there was, yeah, there was a lizard dude. But yeah. What was fucking Bird Brain's fucking hair brain idea? I don't know. I do not know. It pissed me off ah, so much. All right, Mr. Bond. I have stolen this thing from my people to hide, but I'm going to stage a weird rescue thing and hope and then kill the rescuer so eventually but no my one people will get angry well, enough no one to start a jihad. He was giving his people the warrior's way out by giving them a fake war to fight and die for. And then he himself wanted to die on this excursion because at one point when they were like taking him down, he literally said, let me die. But you mean you, you, the easiest way to get what he wanted would have been to skip the whole fake excursion and just run out onto a parapet and go, oh shit, the thing's missing! And 
There, there you, you go. go. A Done. parapet. Problem solved. While leaning across over a balustrade. Yeah, like well, for all just... I know, he, he for all I know he fucked it up and like they weren't, weren't supposed to realize it was gone already or something. Maybe. And they I... realized, oh no, we have to do rescue attempts. And he's, uh oh, rescue attempts. Right. This ain't, can't just but go he's straight the to crown war. Crown prince of 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 the, the hereditary of the score. They they really scored with him. Yeah. Uh. But uh, to answer your question, bird brain. No, really. But one of his people was an historian in that stupid Spock time travel episode. Yeah, and they were bad at their jobs, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I mean, this whole, like, assemblage of, all right, we have everybody we need for this little project. We have Burt Brain McGee, the crown prince of shithole town. But he can fly. It's it's like, like, it's exactly... Ocean's Eleven was a good, was apropos, because we have Bird Ray McGee, who brings to the table both his interest in the outcome and his ability to fly. Yep. We got Lizard Face Jones, whose main thing is to be the muscle. Yep. He can take whatever we whatever we come across. I liked him. I, did, I really liked him, and I thought, like, for the art, he was the be- like the only good art yeah. like, drawing of a well new creature done. I've ever seen sure. in this show. Go we on. Get, uh, and then you see him next to fucking got, blo- like we Slimer. Got, we get Winky Dink, <laughs> Winky Dink, McScaredy Balls. Melting Popsicle. Like <laughs> <laughs> Melting McPopsicle. He reminded me of like Phil from Rocco's Modern The greatest Life. safe cracker this side of Orion's belt. But only if I can not shit myself halfway through. <laughs> Look again! Like for all they play it up, his fear very, like it Barely, actually. You know what he's afraid of? Turning a page and having to wash his hands. Oh, so we got, oh, we got, uh, we got the Huntress sl- lady, Slutsky McTracker. <laughs> uh, uh, Slutsky was, was that who can find the quickest way to cock from anywhere in the galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> I never try, I never go wrong. Was that Angel Barrett again? Of course it was. What the fuck was she doing? Why no was she knows. being one of the gangsters from Piece of the Action? Who knows? Well, I also love, like, was she human or not? Because those she were not human. human eyebrows. Well, they were painted on. She was humanoid. On. She was... What they should have done is just drawn in the one of the one of Shana's people. So that would have been fine. No, like, that's the thing. I would have just Shana accepted, not? like... I loved her. Like, yeah, all right, she's some sort of humanoid alien. That's why she got weird eyebrows. But she kept saying just human, not humanoid. Well, dude, you don't know what evolution I is going to do to human. our eyebrows. I think she was human. I think she just lived in a weird... She lived in a far-off colony or something. But she, she, she... Yeah, I mean... Yay there, Mr. Kirk! Let's have a green old time, and I'll give you a handy on the way back. Give you a handy. I love you. I'm like, I've got plenty of green memories like that. You do, Kirk. and a green dick. <laughs> yeah. Yikes! From that Orion woman. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, who, and then we get Spock, who is the on the mission for some reason because he's Vulcan. Logical. Logic. Yeah. He brings Mr. Logic, the brains of the operation. <laughs> we, we bring on Log- Mr. Logic because he's the most likely to figure out that this is all a fucking sham. Yeah. Good yeah. move, and idiots. The, and then Kirk. For his captaincy. He's really there for no reason. Yeah, for great leadership. All he does the whole time is say, yes, that's a good idea. Like, does he actually do any leading or decision? Oh, he decides to go back for Spock when it puts the entire mission in jeopardy. And he decides not to bang the really thirsty hot girl with the sweet eyebrows. Mm -hmm. Also bad leadership. So, 0 for for 2 there, Kirk. The real kicker with this motherfucker of an episode is, it's such a great idea. 
Space heist. Yeah, well, it's like that Doctor Who episode. That, yeah, like really good. Which Peter Capaldi. was a highlight in an otherwise bad season. It was a good episode. Which one was that? Uh, season eight. Capaldi's first. What was one. The, what was the episode? Uh, they literally, it's a space heist. They have to get something out of like the most secure bank in the universe. I don't remember, but yeah. it was you. good. It was good. But then they blow it with this absolute pile. Mm. Well, it's like I, I said to Chris. What did I say? I was like, "How much do you want to bet?" That, like, it turns out that Char has been bad the whole time, and he turns it around on them and, like, tries to kill them at the end. I was foreseeing more of, like, a double-crossing them so that he could have all the glory type of scenario. But I was, like, I was just, like, no, it's, like, pretty clear that Char is not is not good. At least it was I thought. I don't know. You know who almost got charred? The entire crew when their <laughs> car got stuck in the mud and there's a lava flow. Did you notice that like it was on a fucking thirty degree, completely flat hill and it couldn't go up? What the fuck garbage <laughs> shit did they give them for equipment? Well, did you also notice that like it's like when, fucking MacGyver in here? We've got a paper first <laughs> stall out or whatever, and the lava starts flowing. The very first shot of that is the lava overtaking the car. Yeah. But then the next shot, the lava is like miles away and it's going to take minutes to get here. Holy yes. shit. You, this show doesn't understand where shit is in with relation to each other. This is a shock. This has <laughs> never happened okay, before. This show honestly has the worst attention to detail. Of, and perspective. The perspective is Well, the perspective is terrible, ways. but like it's just even like from shot to shot. Well, I think it was... Yeah, it was the next episode, but I'll mention it now. But there's a there's a shot where McCoy calls on the <laughs> yeah. bridge and sends Spock down, and then there's a shot of Kirk standing or sitting in his captain's chair next to McCoy, saying, "Spock, McCoy wants you down in, in sick bay." Spock, bring McCoy with you to sick bay. You have to get to sick bay. Like, what the fuck? And there's like so many points in the show where from shot to shot. Yeah. They're in different locations. That happens again in that episode at the end when they're in sickbay and then there's some, a random shot where they're on the bridge. Now listen, I just want to say in the defense of this show no. that you could argue that this is just them being true to the original series because how many times have we been on the bridge with Chekhov and the helm and then they take another shot and it's that fucking blonde haired lumberjack who sometimes well, sits there. It's reusing footage. It's never been as bad though. That's as... why they're doing it here too. They're recycling animation, right? I mean But still there's it's one thing to have the wrong guy from behind. I it's know, another I to know. have like And they I'm don't have a shot of the being... captain's chair of Kirk and the captain's chair without McCoy. Guys, I'm just being they don't have that shot just in their fucking repertoire. I'm just being facetious. I know. But also probably not like cost that'd be expensive oh god it's so just but yeah jihad was bad and jihad also though bad. i have to say that like i was surprised by the word jihad being used in this 1970s it wasn't cartoon it, it wasn't it didn't have the same i'm just surprised that as a word because it doesn't what is the etymology of the word jihad like where does that word come from really like what language I don't actually I look know. it up. Like Let's I'm honestly curious internet. because I'm just I'm honestly just I of course But I, I think it does literally translate to holy war, so I but, guess I just I was surprised because I feel like I feel like most I, I don't know. I didn't know what the word jihad meant until you know, shit happened. Let's look at mirror. Well, that's the thing. It's like it didn't have quite the same sort of automatic panic response in in the West, right? But I'm wondering how common 70s. it would have even been for people I mean, to even know what the fuck jihad is. Crusade, and it is the etymology is Arabic. Yeah, I'm just surprised. Like, I just wonder what the likelihood is that you know. I mean, yeah. of course, all the all the adult 
um, nerds watching this you show. You should pronounce it jihad, because apparently that's how the British pronounce it. Oh, well, of course, they're the experts on other cultures. Burn. <laughs> I don't think G had a clue. Uh, what did he, what would he think? Do you think he was doing? Ah, there you oh, go. Yeah. Nice work, games. Um, All right, let's jump I'm to the end. Inside. Yes, please. Let's jump to the end. Oh, the end where in... it was so unclear that you the artifact these... is supposed to be like a thousand feet in the air. Oh, that's what that was. That... I... See, I thought it was. In they showed case, the yes. room because it looked like they could have just walked across the room right? and grabbed it. But they're like, we can't get to it, and it was like. Why? The walls are unscalable. Oh, let's scale the walls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly that actually fixes like what the fuck though, because Jake and I asked like why can't they walk across the room? We're in you know the giant circus tent with no doors. <laughs> the floor is lava. <laughs> yeah, no, because the way it was animated, it looked like everything it was just, else was lava. Yeah. That's true. Like the way it was animated, it just looked like it was across the room, but apparently it was way up high. They animated that really fucking poorly. That was definitely the biggest animation disaster in this entire series, which is saying something. <laughs> like, wow. How did like, they wow. defeat Score? Well, he the gave an- up really early. An- no, it was, the, it was the anti-grav battle. Because oh, apparently God. Spock and Kirk practiced Six. anti-grav battles. Oh, that was hey, a great Spock, one. when's the last time you practiced your anti-grav battle maneuver? Oh, last, last week. With you. With you. Oh, you right. fucking idiot. <laughs> you fucking moron. Chris actually took issue with that line at the time, and I, what I said was, well, maybe he thought Spock had done it even more recently. But still, like, even so, oh, your, your anti-grav training is a week old? Well, I guess that, that plan's foiled because it's been too long. And an anti-grav battle would fucking suck. Because, like, if they're stuck in anti-grav, like, they don't have momentum. The bird can flap his wings and move around. They're stuck, you know, having to jump off of the wall and propel themselves. And yet they still did better. They did a really good job. Well, there was two versus one. And they just had their training. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had trained for their zero-G combat. Listen, you never know. Uh, okay. Yeah, this one was bad. I, I, I can't tell if I hated this one more than the Magics of Megas 2. How about Magic's of Megas 2 was at least, like, for me anyway, funny bad, whereas this was just excruciating. It was pointless. It was just pointless bad. It had the lizard guy I liked. It was interesting. But that's about it. I far preferred Megas 2 because I slept through it. (laughs) You're so smart, Caitlin. I know. I want another spinoff that's just Little Green Fella and his new best friend, the lizard. Little green fella M M three green. Sure. Oh no, he was so bad. He was just he looked like he was melting. And no, all I know. Is that actually like... his name M three green? Yes. Is it like other colors of him? Well, you know that's the that's the uh, artificial color that you get when you squeeze him. That's why he's a coward. <laughs> that's why they... he's a coward because people take his people and turn them into. Was he built by? Daystrom? I think that the only, like, the, like they named him M3 Green, so the, the animators would know to make him green, which they did not get this note for the Orions in Pirates of Orion. Because mm. they yeah. fucked it up. There's probably, like, a code written on the script. That, like, his name is supposed to be M3, and they put in parentheses green. <laughs> and then, like, when the actors were reading the script, they're like, oh, his name is M3 Green? Alright, we'll leave that on there. That's the. We're not going to do a second take. What do we have? $10? Isn't M3 green the Pantone color of the year this year? (laughs) So, wait, Ames, what is the research for Orion that you think is going to just make me I'll get to that. Uh, uh, On uh, wrapping up the jihad, uh, this this was actually the same writer as the Mud episodes. 
all the all all three of them. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. He did better work with the. He mud did much episodes. better work with the mud episodes. And M three Green was voiced by David Gerald, who was the Tribbles writer. Oh yeah, huh. because he asked. I, I'm very close to getting whatever their equity is called. I forget what their equity sag. Is. Sag. Yeah, he was very close to getting his sag appearance something. Uh, and he said, "Can I? Can I voice M three Green?" Some points. And he did, and that's the end of that. Oh. Well, good. Uh, he, the voice acting wasn't bad. It was consistent. And it, was, it made me think yeah. he was a little bitch. What's her name was consistently bitch. thirsty. She, she sounded like a fucking gangster, and I don't know yeah, why. I like, she that, sounded kind of southern. Just, to we'll me. see, I felt it was more like, where I come from, we say what we think. Where I come from, we suck and fuck. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know, I was trying to think of something else to do with that. But. Yes, yes. Second Spe- fuck is good enough. Yeah, it was really good. Speaking speaking well. of, of writers who don't really belong in wh- whatever it is they're doing. Did Walter Koenig write another episode? <laughs> no. Close, though. Oh. Uh, this was written by uh, Howard Weinstein, and this was uh, originally a school science fiction publication published by his high school because he's 19 years old. He was in high school at the age of 19? Well, he was, he was 19 when he gave the script to, tar- to Star oh, okay, Trek. all right. Because I guess it was for a uh, project. Oh. And then he went to college, and it was produced. Did he write it originally as a Star Trek episode? Like, this was his Star Trek fanfic? Or was it just science fiction that he wrote that they... Jake's sitting over here, rubbing it in our face that he's got the last seltzer in the house. Wasn't there another one in there? What? I thought there was a... I thought there was a... a, a oh. A, a... And she's gone. Enter the... Enter the like Scooby-Doo feet. I thought I left one in there because there was two. Those aren't free. I'm not putting those in. Alright, speaking of oh, yeah. dicks and poop, what about the next episode? <laughs> the Pirates of Orion? The wait, wait, poop. so what, what, what did we... We'd broken away from... You asked if it was his fanfic or what. Let's go back to okay. that. I don't know. No, let her ask the question again, sorry. She has the fucking... Okay, I don't know if it was overlapping with the dick song. It wasn't. It, wasn't. it was overlapping with Jake opening his soda. Oh, well, no, it was I want to lose that, too. Oh, Whatever. Say, Ames. <laughs> Say, you, Caitlin. Do you know if this was actually originally Star Trek fan fiction or if he just wrote a science fiction story that they adapted for Star Trek? I'm going to say both, Caitlin. Very good. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing particularly Star Trekky about the episode. In fact, it was decidedly, I would say, bringing not the, Star Trek. Bringing the Orions back was a good touch. Yeah. Because, you oh, know, Oh, you're whole... talking about... I thought you were still talking about Jihad. No, we no, moved on. on. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, that was interesting. I, 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 again, not sure why they're blue. Was it that same director? It was. It, there were coloring difficulties. Like the animators don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's why you know there's moons where there shouldn't be moons, and there's McCoy on the bridge where there shouldn't be McCoy on the bridge, or or why the the Kizinti cat people were pink. There, there is there is no good way to animate this show. I know. I don't think that's such a bummer. Is like. Being able to animate it should have really opened so many doors to so much wacky shit they couldn't have done before. Because, like, you know... Bird monsters, slug people. Special were, effects that you yeah. don't have to fucking pay for and somehow try to make it happen. It's just a drawing, then, and yeah, you still yeah. pay for they it. They can but... still... Like, they, they've done a good job creating the characters. They've done a shit job of making them go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically. Because, like, you just... know, adding birds and slugs and stuff. Great! I love it. I love yeah. that we can do this, but you yeah. haven't done anything with them. Not a sausage. So honestly, Eric's really a fucking third arm in the middle of your shit. It just doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. No. I'm never going to use a third arm for anything. Well, them. he's jerking himself. He, he, off. he, no, he played his guitar all the he time. Guitar once. I'd like to see him like helming the ship with two arms and just picking his nose with a third at one point, just because why not? Only if he funny. takes a break from jerking off. 
Maybe he's actually piloting the ship with, with one two arm arms, then jerking his off penis? Sulu with the other one. This has gotten strange. I feel uncomfortable. It's gotten very strange. Yeah, it's my slash fiction. You notice that the uh, navigator on the spice freighter was, was Zulu? Was Zulu? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I was like, hey, George Decay, how's it going? Uh, and also, I think that was also the one where, like, Majel Barrett was just being Majel Barrett. Again. Like, not anything. Not even a, you know. She's, no... she's gone through all the voices already. She's got to just start over again with voice one. Yeah. I will say, back to your original point, like, considering it was written by a teenager, this episode's not bad. It kind of wasn't that bad anyway, right? I mean, it wasn't It's more great. structurally sound than a lot of the episodes we've had. This yeah, but it's true. boring as fuck. It's wicked boring. They definitely, like, should have spent more time with the other crew, like, trying to avoid the pirates first. Like, they kept cutting yeah. back to the Enterprise. Evasive maneuvers. Yeah. I wanted to see Spock getting stupid more. <laughs> there wasn't nearly enough of that. There was like one time where he was like, oh, no, I wasn't asleep. I was resting my eyes. And that was it. <laughs> like, that feels like that was the only time that we saw that anything was going on with him, right? He'd actually secretly, like, vomited into his little <laughs> eye thing at one point. Did you do it doing in your pants? Oh, no. Eric's found that out the hard way later. Ah, oh, someone get me a new eye thing. He puked in it. Oh. <laughs> so he had... Space pneumonia. Yeah, something that's not as bad as pneumonia, which apparently is also not a big deal in the future. Unless you've got copper blood. Unless, unless you're McCoy unless you're McCoy without his med kit, like he is a lot of times. Yeah. McCoy's useless without exactly what he needs. So he has a call ahead. We have to call Starfleet and say, Hey Starfleet, we need medicine for this disease. Yep. Yeah. Send it over. Hop on a plane, FedEx that shit our way. Yep. Why don't they just have the fucking medicine on the ship? Yeah, it's probably well, my rare question, enough. Here, here's my question is, so the whole ship has an outbreak of this stuff. Yeah. McCoy cures it because humans are easy to cure. During all of this, why the fuck didn't they just quarantine Spock? Yeah, no yeah. shit. If if, like he says later, like, oh, well, it's known Vulcans are, are, are this, this thing is fatal to Vulcans. It's just known. It's like, McCoy, if you know that, if you knew this, you should not have put Spock anywhere near anyone who was infected. Yeah, they should have just put him in Finney's pod with yeah. some food. Yeah. Just lock, lock, him, lock him in an airtight suit for a little while with an oxygen tank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty silly. I mean, this episode doesn't really have, I don't think, any... Like, there's, like, little nitpicky shit in terms of plot, but otherwise the plot's pretty solid. Yeah. I think that's why we're like, oh, this one wasn't so bad. Because it doesn't have any, like, major bullshit plot holes. Right. But it was still boring and dumb. I don't know. Did you love the explosive asteroids, though? Those were fine. Those were fine? We've I seen, don't... We've yeah. seen explodey rocks before. Yeah. I'm not a... That's I mean, true. It's, there's it's, plenty it's of just the fr- It's from the Apple planet. Yeah. The Apple Planet finally exploded. That's what's left of it. Exactly. Good riddance, you weird looking I was gonna say, fucks. Chris especially likes this episode now because it's giving him his new favorite <laughs> canon. I didn't even find it that boring, really. I thought uh, it was just enough. I don't know. I, but again, we have such a low bar that I true. can't tell if I just have Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> or like if it actually was like, all right. I mean, I You're the... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, I guess it's better that this you had one, like, contiguous episode that makes sense. It did, yeah. Versus episodes that just have random shit Everyone's actions were logical. Yeah. Except yeah. for McCoy coming down to the bridge when he had just asked Kirk to send Spock <laughs> to him. Aside from that, it was pretty good. But, like, there was no, like, there was no time travel that didn't make sense. There mm-hmm. was no scheme that was completely stupid from the off, like... It was a sensible plot. And the fact that I am so happy 
to just see a sensible plot mm. shows how fucking bad this series has been. So, did the Orions, did they, did Kirk let them go at the end, or did he... Well, he was going to drag them before some sort of yeah, space trial. He was, he, they, they were tractoring them with them. Yeah. Because for, somehow, the, the captain, Captain, I forget, I forget if he had a name. Oh, Cap- I'm just kidding. Oh, the Orion Yeah, captain. the Orion captain with his magic helmet. Um, Spear and magic helmet. They prevented him from offing himself. Yep. Captain tells the rest of his crew, oh, don't self-destruct because I'm their prisoner now. I, I'm surprised the Orions didn't self-destruct anyway, or each of them take their own suicide pill. I was about to say, they, they, they beam onto the ship later and just everyone is dead. Like, how fucking loyal are they to their captain? Yeah. When their captain is in fucking prison but from the Federation, and they know, like, fuck, our captain is prisoner now. They're gonna know that we're not as neutral as we keep claiming we are, even though they knew that from the fucking Corridan like, yeah. scenario. The Orions, like, they're 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 doing everything wrong. Yeah. If you're neutral, you don't keep staging coups. Or or robbing freighters blind. I'm just glad when we eventually see live-action Orions later. They decided to completely ignore this design of them and just slapped, I think, the big show in a lot of green makeup. Mm. The big show? Possibly. It, definitely some WWF wrestler appears as an Orion slave trader. I mean, was he like eight feet tall He's and very fat tall, yes. and long hair? <laughs> I don't remember. There was no it was, hair. It was he probably was the big show. Covered in green. Big show is just huge. But, but yeah, thank goodness they didn't use that design of Orions when they went live-action. It would have looked... Now... Here's I, actually there is a massive, massive plot hole in this episode. <gasps> yeah. That I just thought of. Why the fuck didn't they just put Spock through the transporter <laughs> and, re- and, and reload it? Reload a, a previous save. That's a really That's a good, good question. question. Yeah. They should do that all the time. Also, when when and it may not have been established ever, or in, or I'm just thinking of it now. When was it ever established that the transporter kind of like kills germs and shit? That you come through. Doesn't that not and happen? And that's why you don't get diseases. Next gen, because yeah, I, I feel like it, at least in at least in the original series, Naked Time, they're like, okay, they're back, and now we're going to put them through decontamination. Mm-hmm. So they were definitely doing it separately, at least first season original but series. They can also, didn't they also do a deactivate? They can do shit like deactivating weapons. Already. Yeah, but that's, I feel like they that's did that different. during TOS. Yeah, but the point is like you can the transport is really fucking insidious because you can manipulate shit. Yeah, inside the transport or leave them in the fucking waveform or what have. Or you right. maybe probably fuck with their memories. Oh god, we we that's, missed his what? That's what they should have done with Spock. They should have just put him in the teleporter, left him in his fucking Stasis, particle form, yeah. so that he couldn't get any worse. And then once they got the cure, take him put out. Him back together. He's floating above us in a million tiny pieces. Delicious. We're gonna put him back together on the other side, <laughs> and he'll be a candy bar. Yum. It's gonna say, Jake, getting back to the insidiousness of the transporter. You're like, oh shit, we we lost his right foot. Alter his memory. <laughs> he'll always think he hasn't had one. Yeah. You can't alter memory in the transport. Yeah, you can turn off a gun, so maybe. I did have a one last what? actual point. Ooh. Another yes. another important uh, precedent set here, though. Following a ship's unique signature, that'll come up time and again from here on out. Oh, yeah, in Star the Trek. Unique signature. Like, just the fact that they... Oh, the chemtrails. Yes, the chemtrails. chemtrails. Like, in this case, yeah, it's a special radiation. There'll be, you know... I think the... Uh, I feel like we sort of kind of did that a little bit on uh, Shauna's episode. Actually... But those were transported, not a ship. Actually, I think that they, they followed the unique signature of um, the terrible rocket ship in Spock's brain. Mm. Oh. 
Well, that's true. So um, it's actually that that's so yes, it does. But they actually couldn't narrow earlier. down what planet it was. Yeah, right. like that's like, like they got a little thing. We got like the Spock's blood is copper base. That's yeah. kind of a cool little yeah. tidbit. Yeah, um, and then McCoy had to be fucking racist about it. That's true. Well, I don't know why he was pushing. Racism. He was pushing but, so hard at the end. But well, because because it, during during the during this episode, you know, McCoy says to Kirk, you know, as much as I pretend to hate that green blooded cunt. <laughs> I don't want to see him go through this. So, so what happened was McCoy really let a piece of his heart out. He let he let everyone see his true feelings. So he had to like be extra mean to him afterwards. Mm. To be like, no, I didn't say that. Ugh, fucking green blooded hobgoblin. Give me a mint julep. Oh, did you also notice that the that the spice hauler had a uh, weird registry number? It was like NCCF. I think the nineteen eighty five or something. I think the automated cargo ships from More Tribbles, More Troubles had a similar bizarre. Oh, that just seemed to be something they decided that cargo ships have mm. is yeah NCC dash a letter and then a call sign. It's very weird. F is for freighter. Mm. F is for Fraser. F is for fuck me. Thank God this is almost over. Yeah, we're so close. Oh, the blues are calling. Don't sound as a scramble name. Quite stylish. <laughs> so this has been episode forty-seven of Woo! A Star to Steer Her By. We are so close to the end of the animated series. Two more left, and in the next one, we are looking at Bem, the Practical Joker. And Albatross. Like this show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do please find it like our Albatross. Facebook page, A Star to Steer Her By. Follow us on Twitter or Tumblr under SSHB Podcast. Consider giving us a review on iTunes if you use that. And subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting application. For A Star to Steer Her By, this has been Chris. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. And this is always Jake. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tip your yeoman. Yeah. I met the Big Show once. Did you? I did at a Roy Rogers after a wrestling show when mm-hmm. I was like fifteen, and he walked in, and you know, like when a door opens and you kind of look, and you automatically have like a like an eye level that you look at, which is where people's faces usually are. Mm-hmm. I saw chest. <laughs> I kept looking up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" It keeps going. And I was wearing a Rock jersey at the time as in Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and this was during a feud between The Rock and The Big Show, oh, no. and so I was really embarrassed and, like, sad, because wrestling apparently was real life. I don't really know. Like, he was going to be <laughs> actually me, offended. So, anyway, that's the story about how I met The Big now, Show. He was having none now, of it. Now, was this at a highway rest stop? Because that's the only place I've ever seen a Roy Rogers. Yeah, we were, like, on our way home. Like, it was at, like, a service plaza. We were on our way home. I Are, saw one in a food court once in a while. Really? Yeah. All I remember is like one time driving somewhere with my family, we stopped off at a at a Roy Rogers because like it used to be like nowadays every highway rest stop is a McDonald's, but it used to be every highway rest stop was a Roy Rogers, Hmm. and there was uh, encrusted vomit on the tray that we got, and that was gross. That's free. That's free charge. You, you, you Free like, vomit. Yeah, yeah really. That's, that's no, we're not going to charge you for the vomit, folks. That's a <laughs>
this has been disgusting fucking story corner. Well, I'm pretty sure Roy Rogers is out of business. Good. I haven't seen one in probably 15 years, so. Man, but I could really go for a hamburger right about now. I sure could, too. Um, 